Welcome to The Dirt Show, brought to you by Napa Auto Parts. And today I will be joined by retired late model and sprint car driver, Randy Rosenboom. We'll also hear from Nathan Kilwine about the upcoming Midwest Motorsports Expo. And also Travis Olson from Napa Auto Parts right after a few words from our sponsors. Partnering with hog and cattle producers throughout the United States, Altenburg Construction has almost 30 years of experience in the slat replacement business. Altenburg Construction also uses a custom wash bay to ensure biosecurity to protect your herd. Whether you need an entire site or a single slat, stop into one of their two locations in Louisville, Minnesota or Zering, Iowa. Call 888-435 2210 or see altenburgconstruction.com Get more muscle for your money with Dixie Chopper Lawn Mowers. We've been handcrafting the toughest and fastest zero-turn mowers for over 40 years. Dixie Chopper offers a full line of residential, commercial, and industrial mowers to meet every customer's needs. Visit your local Dixie Chopper dealer today or visit online at DixieChopper.com When one of your appliances breaks down, you need help and you need it fast. Contact Sorensen's Appliance Service. Racer owner Ben Bainey and racer Travis Underdahl service the entire cow's listening area. Sorensen's Appliance Service. People you know that will get your appliances serviced with trained technicians. Contact them today at 256-7766. That's 256-7766. Bulldog Coatings specialize in concrete coatings as well as concrete restoration repair. Hi, I'm Todd with Bulldog Coatings. Our coating systems provide a durable finished floor that is both easy to maintain and adds value to your home. The unique patented Bulldog Coatings are not limited to just garage floors. They can be used for interior flooring as well as pool deck, patio, and sidewalk applications. Our systems can be installed in as little as one day and year-round. We are a locally owned family business ready to serve Southern Minnesota. Visit us on Facebook or call us for a free estimate. 837-9773. Let Bulldog protect your floor. Shevland Enterprises, your locally owned and operated sanitation and recycling service, offers the highest quality garbage removal, trash pickup services, and roll-off dumpsters at great rates. Commercial, residential, construction, and industrial trash removal and recycling in Owatonna and the surrounding areas in Dodge and Steel Counties. Contact Shevland Enterprises today, and new customers will get six months for the price of four if you prepay. Call 528-9900. That's 528-9900. We can all think back to the first time we experienced real horsepower. Hi, this is Corey at Byers Engine Service. Whether it's that pin-you-in-the-seat feeling of a big-block Chevy, the roar of a healthy 340, or the joy of a perfectly tuned flathead, here at Byers Engine Service, we service them all. Strip to street, dirt track to asphalt, or just cruising the strip. Stop by and check us out at 2915 20th Street Southeast in Rochester. Or call 507-282-5586. Extreme! Extreme! Why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes? Maximum durability. Extreme Powder Coating offers a scientific process that uses electricity and heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product. Extreme can deliver media blasting, impact-resistant epoxy primers, and durable powder coat applications to meet your needs. Custom colors and exhaust coatings are available also. Visit ExtremePowderCoating.net for more information. Hi, this is Dave Evans from Audience Lubricants and Chemicals, the VP Race Guest Distributor. You are listening to the Driver Segment on the Dirt Show. Welcome back to the Driver Segment here on the Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by late model and sprint car driver 
Randy Rosenboom. And Randy, we were just out to Jackson a few weeks ago for the Jackson Speedway Hall of Fame induction ceremony for Randy Winter. Randy has driven for over 40 years, and your career spanned 44 seasons. That is a lot of time and effort dedicated to the sport of racing. Uh, I didn't race all those years, full years, but I started in 70 and actually just quit two years ago. Wow, that is an amazing span. And I talked to so many track promoters, and they just love those guys that they can count on every single week or when they have a big event, they'll get a car back out and come and race because their fans will follow them. That's no doubt, yes. How did you become interested in a sport of racing in the first place? Um, yeah, I don't really know how to say that. I remember as a kid, we folks would take us to the Spencer Fair, and they usually had super modifieds, and I'd stand off. Well, we would uh, be outside the fence in turns uh, three and four and watch them. And then uh, in 69, Rock Rabbits had a fair race, and I uh, stood by the pit gate and watched that for a while, and I thought, this ain't good because this is something I'll want to do. And through the winter of 69 to 70, I helped Johnny Beekler build a car at Sudengaze. We both worked at Sudengaze Manufacturing, and I helped him on Saturday afternoons. We built his car, and then I pitted for him through 4th of July in 1970, and 4th of July was on a Saturday that year, and after the races, they raced always in the afternoon back then on holidays, and after the races, I went and out of a grove, I bought a 55 Chevy, and well, the next week we were racing. As you said, you began your racing career in 1970 at age 18 in the stock car division at Rock Rapids Speedway. The tracks I attended back here, Dodge County Speedway, they had street stocks and hobby stocks. What was a typical stock car like when you began racing back then? Well, they only had one class there, and you could run anything up to a 62 Chevy, and you had to run what motor was in it from the factory. And anyways, yeah, there was one class and there's new cars coming every week. So every week, you know, there'd be two or three new cars. Well, they would always get shoved in the back of a different feature. Back then they only paid, I think seven spots, but they paid heat money too. And anyways, we got the first night shoved in the back of the A feature and I finished last, but only seven cars finished, so the next week I was in the points, so I never got a start up front like some of the other ones did. I would actually like to see him start paying some heat money again, because then the heat races would mean something. Well, yeah, the heat races to me today are, unless you're up front, it's really just a waste of time, basically, because... Unless you're in the top few, you know, like with uh, some of the bigger organizations, they'll go back to time. So, you know, even if you finished where you just missed the invert, but you didn't time good, you'd still you still got to start in the back of the the B or whatever. So, it, you know, to me, a heat race is 
not like it used to be, no. No, it's almost like test and tune. Yeah, yeah, like hot laps. Rock Rapid Speedway is known for being wide and encourages multiple groove racing. What are some of your memories from racing at Rock Rapids? Oh, that's a kind of a hard one to answer. <laughs> championship night, championship or day, because it was, uh, they always raced Memorial Day to Labor Day. And so it was Labor Day, and we were leading the A feature. This is a memorable event. Leading the A feature, and the right front A frame came loose, and we spun out leading the A feature. So that kind of, kind of bit. But then fair night, fair night, we uh, won the B. So uh, I don't know. That was just a couple things that I remember. Had a lot of fun back then. I know we made a lot of, a lot of friends. We made a lot of friends. When did you decide to make the move to the late model division? You know, I don't remember. It was seventy-three or four. I think. I think it might have been 74. I bought uh, Roger Mulder's Camaro from him. He had a like a 67, 68 Camaro, 427, big block in it. I bought that, and we went and raced at Fairmont. And that was during a time period when the late model technology was just going gangbusters. You started seeing the bigger rear spoilers, and it seemed like the biggest motor you could fit under the hood is what everybody wanted. Yeah, that's for sure. You, uh, they, uh, they had some awfully big, big blocks back then. I know uh, there was a lot of cubic inch in some of them. We never had anything bigger than a, well, 454. I think them was, I don't even remember now, 460-something was in the board amount of ways. That's the biggest I ever had. You won three track championships in the late model division at your home track, Rock Rapid Speedway. Does one of the three championships stand out from the other two? <laughs> um, not really, outside of, and I don't remember what year that was, had a good friend and him and I we championship night you always start on the front row and and yeah, him and I started on the front row together and but uh you know, I couldn't even tell you about the other ones. I just remember that one and I don't know why I remember that outside of we were friends. Good friends. In nineteen seventy three you saw a need for parts at the local racetracks and Rosie's Raceland was created. It was only going to be a part-time gig, but it's still going today. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of kind of went beyond whatever we thought it would begin as. And then a couple years ago, well, to me, I don't know what the deal was, but when COVID hit, it seemed like people, I don't know, just, I don't know what the deal was, but it, everything changed. It seemed like we just got busier and busier. The last you know, few years, it's even gotten busier. So it's been a good deal. A hobby turned into a business. 
And I remember you at the tracks back then. And once drivers realized you were going to be there on race night, then they could come directly to you and get parts. Yep. Actually, first we just hauled stuff in the back of the pickup. And then a little later got a Suburban and hauled a little bit and had stuff in there because you could keep it a little nicer instead of just in the back of a pickup. And I don't remember what year it was. John Stevenson quit, had everything for sale, and my brother bought his car, and I bought his enclosed trailer. And and that's the first enclosed trailer we had to sell parts out of. You also won two late model track championships at the old Hartford Speedway when it was a half mile. Half miles are going away. I grew up across the street from the half mile here in Oatana, and I just love those big tracks. Oh, so you were from Owatonna, and then that was where the Gopher 50 was first. Absolutely. I remember the first few Gopher 50s when it moved from Chateau Speedway up here. I never knew it was any, I just remember it there, because we went there a couple, three times. Funny story about there. <laughs> that one kid that helped me was grooving a tire, and the, whoever was the photographer them, and he was, it was hot. It was miserably hot. And he was sweating. <laughs> the photographer had to come over and take a picture of him sweating. I thought that we always we always laughed about that. That was probably Todd Narvison back in the day. I have no idea. We just like I said, he walked over and took his picture and left and never did hear any more about it. Memories of Lake County Speedway in Madison, South Dakota. You won a late model track championship there and it closed in 2007. For fans who don't remember that track, what are some of the memories of that track and the amenities there? Well, you didn't want to go off three and four. There was a pond back there. You know, I didn't race it. We raced it in uh, that year. That was 76, right? Correct. Yeah. We raced it every, pretty much every week then. And yeah, I won the points, but it was it was a fun place. It had a pretty good bank to it, and yeah, it was a fun place to go Saturday nights. First real bad crash I had was there. Got knocked out, ended up in the hospital in Madison. I think that was when they had that old. Uh, I think at the racetrack they just had an old hearse that they've brought people in with. I remember right that's about the last thing you want to get in when you're injured is a hearse yeah exactly I mean they had it painted I well and then maybe it wasn't that but it, it that's what they looked like back then I guess maybe the ambulances did you know I probably shouldn't say it was a hearse in your late model you also ran Alta Webster City and Fairmont there were some very talented drivers running back at that time Dave Bjorgi Willie Kraft, Terry Hansen, Bob Shyrock, and many more. That was a tough division to get a win in. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, there was there was a lot of super guys back then. And, well, I always talk about this. What to me, what was cool or different back then is on Saturday afternoons at the Clay County Fair, they always had a the old IMCA circuit, and they had that. 100 lap late model race. 
It was the old IMCA. And he went there and raced. And the one year we raced there, Ramos Scott was there. And the next year he sat on the pole at Daytona. I always thought that was really just pretty neat that you were running on an old dirt track and then the guy that was racing there also. But there was a lot of them from over on in the eastern Iowa that came that did go to Daytona. But I just thought that was always pretty neat that he sat on the pole the next year. And speaking of Clay County Speedway and Spencer, in 1975, you set an all-time record for fastest heat race time in a late model. Yeah, that's a funny story, too. Didn't even know it. And the next year, the next year we got there, and the lady says uh, she handed me a slip that's for the track record, and she said, I've been carrying this all year. She says, this is yours. And I, I didn't even know we'd done that. We lost Dwayne Hansen. Memories of racing with Dwayne over the years. Just, oh, I would say two weeks ago, maybe two or three weeks ago, he called. And he had some other procedure done or something. And he would get tires from me. And then they were going to always going to... Uh, Deer Creek, and anyways, he says, "How much are Hoosiers?" Because he says, he says, "My wife told me we're we're done going so far." He says, "So he says next year, he says we're going to race at Worthington," and he says, "I'll need Hoosiers for that." So I didn't even know that. Yeah, Dwayne meant a lot to so many people in his race for so many years. He's one of those guys that touched everybody from the fans to the track announcers to the guys he raced with. Yeah, shoot. I don't even remember the first time I met him. I always know he had he had pretty cars, always black number one, when he owned the car back then. Most memorable win in a late model. What victory has meant the most to you after all of these years? I really don't know, I think. Probably uh, winning that fall race at Rock Rapids. Oh, what year was that? Oh two, because it was a two night deal, and and yeah, won the deal. And I guess that was one that pretty much is one that probably meant a lot to me. I don't even remember Jody. I think he got there late for some reason, and yeah, when we were. On the front straightaway, then, yeah, he come running up, too. Oh, and another one, when we won that non-wing race at uh, Madison, that first year they had that. And then my son, Troy, and so was there, too, yet, you know. And that was pretty special. You sold the late model in 1986 and switched to the sprint car division. How did that decision come about? Oh, we had, well, we always hung around, you know, when we raced Hartford. We was always with those guys from Sioux Falls and knew all them. And we had talked about going to sprint cars before that even and just never had, I don't know, had made up our mind to do that. So exactly why it happened in 80, 
85 to 86. I, I don't, I can't, I can't answer why it happened then because we've been thinking about it for a long time, hanging around all them guys from Mellenbrandt and Mulder and, yeah. Basically, from running Hartford, we had a, I guess you'd say, a lot of, knew a lot of the people that ran them. The result of switching to sprint cars was more track championships at Hartford, Rock Rapids, and Nobles County Speedway in Worthington. Worthington is a great place to watch a race, but that guardrail looks a little intimidating for the drivers. Yeah, they've changed it so much from when first, you know, it's a lot different uh, today than it was years ago. And I can't remember, you remember what year they changed it? No, I do not. Because I know when we raced there early days, it was different than it is today. I can't remember what year, but yeah, when we won that track championship at Worthington, <laughs> Jody was racing go-karts there and I was running sprint cars. It's kind of fun. Most memorable track championship in the sprint car division? Well, that one was won because Jody won the, you know, I didn't, I didn't, they didn't really keep track of it, but. He was a high point guy in the go karts that year there, and we won the sprint cars. So that was one, just because it was father son, you know. And then uh, I can't remember now. It's a '76 or '77. My brother and I, we, yeah, I, I won the points at Hartford, and he was second. And that one always meant a lot because of that. And I think. When did Dolly pass away? Was that 78 when he got killed at Knoxville? Yeah, because Kettering, Kettering was killed in 76, and Daryl was killed a couple of years later, so I think it was 78. Okay. And Dolly, well, Rich Giadone always pitted for Dolly, and him and I got to be really good friends. But anyways, uh, Daryl won the points in 77 then in the sprint cars at Hartford. I won the points in the late mile, and my brother got second. And I always thought that was kind of neat because, yeah, because of Dolly and, and, yeah, my brother. Most memorable victory in the 360 wing sprint car division? Well, that was, like I said, that was Rocky's champion or uh, end-of-the-year special that year, and I think that was 02, if I remember. Oh, and then... Then another one, and I can't tell you what year it was for sure, but we won the Clay County Fair Sunday afternoon race. What we what they made that one kind of kind of really special too was we we were out at Rapid City the night before Saturday night, and a couple guys said you going to Spencer, and I said no because I got to drive the truck and trailer, and then yeah no I can't do it, and then. Uh, Oh, the one guy said, uh, I'll help you drive back. We'll go, we'll race Spencer. And it was Dave Munson. And Tim was Munson, Tim Munson was racing back then too. And and so Dave helped us drive back to uh, Spencer. And uh, yeah, then uh, we won the race, the feature, and Tim got second. I always thought that was kind of neat. 
that just goes to show that people help each other out. You also ran a 410 sprint car and picked up a feature win at Houston Speedway. Yeah, that that one meant quite a bit too. We, uh, in fact, uh, Barb Whiskus was the one that kept she uh, did the laps, and she always did it on an adding machine. You know the way the cars went across the line. And after that race, she come even over and give me her adding machine tape from that race because we didn't lead every lap. So you could look at that and see uh, see which laps I led and which ones I didn't. And I think I still got the tape, but I think the numbers have faded off of it. The sprint car division offered many opportunities to race, including a chance to run the historic Knoxville Raceway. Memories of running at Knoxville. <laughs> Crashed hard. Um, yeah, we just had, when we went down there, we weren't very competitive. We just, we went mostly down there and, and tried and had some fun. So basically, I really don't have any, you know, a whole bunch of memories of that. We never went a lot. Running a sprint car also provided you the opportunity to run with the World Outlaw Series when they came through the area. I can't imagine what it's like to be parked down in the infield with the Outlaws. Yeah, that's a different deal then, that was for sure. It was it was, uh, it was, was fun, and it goes back to just about the same thing as what I said when this Oak Clay County Fair, you know, you run against guys that, are doing, you know, different things. Back then, you know, Dave Blaney was, you know, running sprint car, and and then uh, a few years later, then here he is running, you know, NASCAR too. So, and now he's back running some some sprint car stuff back in his home state, and his son runs NASCAR. So, yeah, you know, it, it, uh, how should I say it? It's just, well... I guess I live in Edna, which is down to probably less than 10 people now. So it actually, it brought you out of your little confinement to a whole different world, you know. And it is a small world in the racetrack community. Yeah, it is. One thing I'll never forget, and, uh, you know, Jody runs a chili bowl, and we were at the uh, swap meet in Sioux Falls on, in January, you know, and Jody was down running the Chili Bowl and I was at the swap meet and my phone rings and it was Jody and he said, Dad, you'll never guess who just came in our pits. Yeah, no, I don't know. He said uh, he was with, they were kind of racing together with Wayne Johnson then and he said, J.J. Yaley came in the pit, in our pit to congratulate Wayne because I think he moved out of the one feature to the next, and, and he came to congratulate him. And, and and I always thought that was kind of kind of funny. And after that, Jody and, and J.J. and his dad and so all got to be good friends. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it opens a lot of doors to different things. I just had the opportunity to meet J.J. Yaley in person and talk to him down at the USAC Corn Belt Nationals at Knoxville this summer, and what a great guy. Yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't know him 
really either, you know, outside of that time went Chili Bowl, and then Jody introduced me to him, you know, and well, a couple of years ago, we was at Kansas City, or this, I don't know, three, four years ago, well, before COVID, and we were at Kansas City for the NASCAR race, and I think he was running an Xfinity car then, and, and yeah, I went over and, yeah, talked to him a little while, you know, so yeah, it, it was kind of neat, you know. In 1989, you launched it out of the park at Red River Valley Speedway with the World of Outlaws. Memories of that night? Yeah, you don't want to remember that night. But yeah, we ended up outside the track, and I started tipping over, I can tell you, on the on the track. And actually, I found my glasses. I didn't have my glasses when I landed outside the track, and my glasses were laying on the racetrack. So, a different memory, I guess. Not a good one. <laughs> In a wing sprint car, you are very exposed on the right side, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. Have you had any close calls with somebody's right rear coming in your cockpit? Uh, yeah, I... One time at Houston's, I had tire track on my, broke the arm guard and had a tire tire track on my, my driving suit. Too close for comfort. You also mentioned picking up the sprint car feature win at the historic Clay County Speedway in 2000. That had to be a memorable night. Yeah, that was pretty neat. I said a while ago, you know, Dolly and had always that Richard G. Adorn helping him and after the heat races, Richard was walking around with some other guys there at the racetrack, and he come over, and he, we was getting ready. I was grooving the tire, and he come over, and he says, uh, "You got to do a couple things to your car." He said, "If you, you know, do this or that." And I said, "There's the toolbox. There's the wrenches. You do what has to be done if you think it has to be done." I got to finish grooving this tire, and actually, we just made it out for the feature quick bolted the tire on and got out there and yeah after uh won the race and uh i give uh i give the trophy to richard because because yeah i figured he really helped you know and here i don't know a couple three years ago he brought it over and he gave it back to me he said uh he said you keep this this means something to you too Every father I have ever had on the dirt show remembers when their son or daughter started racing. When Jody wanted to get started, it was an opportunity to pass your knowledge on to him. Well, Jody and I, I always did in motors, yes. Setting up his car, there's no way he he could... He he learned to drive with the brake, and I I could never do that. So if I I could never drive his car because it was always way too tight for me, and he could never drive my car because it was way too loose. So like I said, for for him and I agreeing on something, we did mo I did the motor, but I could never help him set up his car. The amount of area drivers both you and Jody have helped over the years with parts, knowledge, and the opportunity to drive one of your cars has to make you proud. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. I know uh, when Chad Riddell that one year, 
he set uh, fast time, I don't even remember, just about every night at Houston's. And, yeah, that was with the motor we had, and he was using it. I thought that was pretty neat. Pretty proud or pretty happy for him. And also the amount of drivers you've given the opportunity to go to the Chili Bowl. Well, that's been cool because, you know, Jody's got friends that run at uh, at India, Indianapolis, you know, in the Indy 500. Because we had a couple different drivers that are IndyCar drivers. And that, so that's pretty neat, you know. The one when he qualified, he qualified pretty good. I don't, I think it was this, know, last year or the year before. And I know Jody texted him, you know, congratulations and, and his dad. And, and, you know, he gets a reply back. So that's, you know, that's pretty neat. Randy, how can listeners find out more about Rosie's Raceland? <laughs> Got to call Jody. <laughs> you know, technology. I don't know his number. I got it in my phone, Jody. <laughs> we got the business phone, but he gives all his numbers to a lot of the customers, so they call him. And My brother said it a few years ago. We were at the swap meet, and he said, all the drivers and people are getting younger. He said, Jody needs to be here more because they can relate to him better than, than, than my brother or I anymore. And he was 150% correct. And what's nice with technology, Randy, all I have to do is Google Rosie's Raceland. Thank you so much for all your memories and all your racing history. And I'm sure all the fans are enjoying all of your stories throughout the racing area. And thanks for being with us here on The Dirt Show today. All righty, well. Thank you. Fast shafts. Drive shafts are used by Jake Tim, Tom Barry Jr., Derek Ramirez, Kyle Strickler, Jonathan Davenport, Derek Green, Dalen Murdy, and more. And they currently build drive shafts for 90% of the major chassis builders. Fast shafts is also a longtime title sponsor of the IMCA Fast Shafts All-Star Invitational at the IMCA Super Nationals and support a number of competitive series nationwide. Buy directly from Fast Shafts or from their network of dealers. Shipping daily across the country or worldwide. See FastShafts.com. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is the only museum in the world that's solely dedicated to sprint car racing. Located in Knoxville, Iowa, next to the world-famous Knoxville Raceway, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open year-round for race fans to come in and learn more about sprint car racing. You'll see 30 to 35 race cars on display that are constantly changing throughout the year. In addition, you'll find memorabilia, historic race shops, and racing videos inside the museum next to the sprint cars. There's a racing movie theater on the museum's second floor, all of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame inductees plaques and stories on display, a panoramic view of Knoxville Raceway, and the world's largest sprint car retail store, all at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. If you have a vehicle accident, go with a professional. Bob and his staff at Midwest Collision are the definition of professionals. For over 42 years, they have dedicated their lives to collision repair along with the training, knowledge, and skills that come with the job. Go with the pros. Midwest Collision in Faribault. 507-332-2434. Midwest Collision. 
BP Racing Fuels is proud to be recognized as a world leader in race fuel technology. BP's fuels have a well-deserved reputation for power and consistency, winning championships in every form of motorsports for more than 40 years. Whether sportsman or pro, methanol or gasoline, BP has a fuel to ensure optimum performance for your application. See the full line of BP's high-performance products online at vpracingfuels.com. At VP Racing Fuels, our passion is your performance. Here's one of the most incredible lubricating products ever made, Justice Brothers JB80. It's twice as good at lubricating just about everything around the home, shop, and your car. JB80 has a penetrating action that goes straight to the problem areas and even the tightest places. Try JB80, the incredible spray lubricant that's twice as good. And it's guaranteed to satisfy or your money back. See our display at Runnings. Tell them Ed Justice Jr. sent you. Rhino Ag Equipment is used in agriculture, commercial, or industrial mowing applications, landscape preparation, roadside maintenance, and many other farm and ranch applications. With 0% financing for 48 months for qualified buyers, now is the time to take home a Rhino. Find a Rhino Ag dealer near you at rhinoag.com. Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Nathan Kilwine from Kevco Racing Products. And Nathan, Saturday, March 9th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., the Midwest Motorsports Expo will be held at the Rochester Civic Center. Nathan, this is a great opportunity for vendors to sign up and showcase the latest and greatest in race gear that will make your car faster. Absolutely. Uh, we're looking forward to the second year of this event at the Rochester Mayo Civic Center. We've been doing the show for quite a while now, kind of outgrew our location in Albert Lee. So we expanded to the Mayo Civic Center there. Last year was our first event. I think we had a record attendance. It's just turning out to be a really great show that vendors and people are supporting. So it's it's been great. We're looking for this year to be bigger and better. Nathan, what I heard from the vendors that were there last year is it's a great opportunity to meet the customers that they've worked with for years and years face-to-face and not just over the phone or by an email. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a great opportunity for these vendors. We're obviously in the hotbed of the racing in uh, southern Minnesota here, northern Iowa. We've got a, a good central location for to reach a large amount of motorsports clientele i guess you'd say so it's been a great spot the other big benefit for the drivers attending the event is they'll actually get to see touch see how much the rim weighs or the part weighs look over the quality of how it's been built that's offered by the vendors and also get to ask them questions about how this particular part or particular rim or wheel will work on their car Yep, there's nothing to be said about being able to put your hands on the product, you know, and then obviously visit with the tech support guys and the people there for questions that you may not feel comfortable answering over the phone or emailing or whatever. You can talk face-to-face with whether it's Wurz Machine or your graphics guy or whoever it may be, I guess. The other thing we want to mention is, you know, this show is for all motorsports, not just racing. So if you've got four-wheeler, side-by-side, just anything in in the motorsports world, this show is going to welcome you and put you in front of a great clientele. The other thing I've seen the past few years is fans coming to the show, and they enjoy the opportunity of getting to see some of their favorite drivers wandering around a show during the off-season, and 
I was by the front door doing some broadcasting and kept seeing all these drivers walking by, and I was having just as much fun as the rest of the fans seeing who was coming there to look around. For sure. It's a reunion of some sorts, too. Like I said, we just have so many spectacular, talented drivers in the area within a couple hours, and that's not out of line for them to drive and check out this show. So you do get to see a lot of these drivers, and and you're right, the fans do enjoy coming and kind of bumping shoulders with them also at at an event like this. So it's multi-purpose for sure. And you also think of all the great minds that are there, like Chad Weir's from Weir's Machine and talking to the drivers and getting ideas and Les Duhlman from Dirt Dueler and Kelly Payton from Arrow Racing Wheels. It's really a huge exchange of ideas and product development for the future. For sure. Yep. No, they're, like I said, they, we've got a lot of great vendors that are supporting this and they're great people and getting to talk with those People face-to-face, one-on-one is second to none. Not everybody can go down and do the PRI show and and some of that stuff. It's just almost too big, you know, so where we're still bringing you a a great vendor list and a little bit more personable event where you don't feel overwhelmed looking at thousands and thousands of stuff that maybe you aren't interested in either. But So, yeah, that's something we've really worked on, getting a great vendor backing. Nathan? If they'd like to get a vendor space for the show, what's the best way to do that? MidwestMotorsportsExpo.com. We've got a website set up online where you can select a booth space there, pay for it right online. And then the day, of the, the day before the show, I think we set up, so then we'll have everything ready for you there. Get your passes. I also want to mention we're going to do a free swap meet this year. First come, first serve outside the Civic Center there. So anybody that's looking to do a swap meet, that's going to be free of charge this year. Also, it's free parking. I want to mention that too. So anybody coming to the show, there's going to be free parking. So we've made this as affordable as possible. This year, the the entry for spectators will be $10. So we've lowered that also. Just trying to keep this as affordable as possible for everybody and get as many people out as we can. So MidwestMotorsportsExpo.com, check that out online, sign up. If you have further questions or any more questions, obviously, feel free to call Kevco Racing at 1-800-770-3557 or reach out to Chad Wurz at Wurz Machine, and uh, we all can help you get signed up. Nathan, I highly recommend that everybody listening out there mark your calendars for March 9th. And we will look forward to seeing you there. And thank you so much for being with us here on The Dirt Show today. Thank you, Clayne. Does the thought of raking your leaves and hauling them away frighten you? If so, call Wolf and Sons at 455-3524 and they'll take the fright out of your fall. <laughs> at Aero Race Wheels, they put their customers first and appreciate the loyalty the racers have for the company. Aero Race Wheels is willing to work with anyone who has a question or problem. The only way to stay on top is to listen to the people putting us there. If you want to run with the winners, see AeroRacingWheels.com or call 888-895-2376 today. Packaging the impossible inside the possible 
through service, quality, and expertise. Hi, this is Holly, the new general manager at Foamcraft Packaging. We are your foam and wood packaging experts in Minnesota. If you are a business owner or in charge of your packaging, we want to talk to you. We specialize in designing and manufacturing wood crates, pallets, and foam inserts and are here to help keep your products protected in transit. We are here to help you. Visit us at foamcraftpackaging.com. Since 1997, Weir's Machine has been innovating the finest products in the racing industry. We also manufacture the Ultra Force Load Machines and develop the Ultra Force Suspension Software, which allows you to take your program to the next level. Be sure to check out the all new Circle Track app, your ultimate go to spot for race team information. Keep track of your maintenance schedule, parts list, car setups, and more. Proudly made in the USA, champions across the country choose Weir's Machine, Ultra Force, and the Circle Track app to take them to Victory Lane. Shop now at Weir'sMachine.com, UltraForceTech.com, and the all new CircleTrackApp.com. Follow us on all of our social media platforms at Weir's Machine. Let me tell you, friends, about our store. It's a great place we call Miners Outdoor. Miners Outdoor, your total source Husqvarna dealer in Blooming Prairie, has everything your yard needs. From chainsaws, leaf blowers, and weed trimmers to zero-turn mowers and everything in between. That's what being your Husqvarna total source dealer is all about. Stop in today to see the best selection in quality Husqvarna outdoor power equipment. That's Miners Outdoor, Highway 218, Blooming Prairie. Miners Outdoor, Major Tough. If you're in need of a worry-free power lift door, then you'll want to stop and talk with Rod French. Make a statement with a PowerLift architectural door on your home or cabin. PowerLift doors can be retrofitted to fit an existing door opening or designed into your next commercial, agricultural, livestock, or aircraft hangar build. Stylish, functional, and built to last. PowerLift doors by French's Manufacturing are made locally in Dodge Center, Minnesota by their experienced craftsmen. Contact Kelly or Rod. PowerLift doors by French's Manufacturing. 374-9306. Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Travis Olson from the Napa Distribution Center here in Owatonna and Napa Auto Parts. And Travis, the farmers are working hard in the fields to get the crops in, and once the crops are in, it's time to get that equipment cleaned up and into storage. A lot of guys are putting their vintage cars away. They're storing boats right now, jet skis, and the Napa Auto Parts stores have all of the tarps and staybill and cleaners that you need to get that equipment looking great before you put it in winter storage for next spring. Yes, sir. You know, first, just, you know, want to wish all the farmers a safe and prosperous harvest. We know they've been working hard and many of them have got the beans out and they're on the corn. But yes, we have all your storage needs. We know how it is when people are packing away stuff for winter. You don't want to have bad gas in the spring, so make sure you're getting your stable or your seafoam products into those project cars or classic cars before you cover them up for the winter. Yeah, we have RV antifreeze for all those air compressors or sprayers that are going to get put away. Just stop by, talk to your local Napa owner. They'd be glad to help you and get your stuff winterized. And Travis, Napa also does a great job with their monthly flyers and monthly sales, making sure that the stuff that's on sale is timely. And right now you've got those night vision headlights, you've got a deal on the jump starters, and always the Napa Legend batteries. 
Yeah, well, it, it's definitely that time of season. As I see myself driving into work and driving home, it's pretty much dark when I come in and it's dark when I'm headed home. So if you have a need for any of the night vision bulbs, they're on sale at all of our Napa locations right now, $10 off. Wiper blades are, are a must-do every fall. You don't want to get stuck in the first ice storm or snowstorm and have some junky wiper blades. So make sure you're checking those out. We have specials on all that stuff. But again, yeah, all the stores are up and they have their retail sales flyers out and they are ready to support you for all your needs. And again, this season, Travis, every single one of the Napa store owners throughout the Dirt Show listening area that you've lined me up with for an interview, outstanding people. They have a passion for auto parts and they take care of every single client that comes through their door. If you're getting ready for a winter project, start at your Napa store. Go down there, get some advice, get the right parts, and get off to a good start. Yeah, we have some great store owners. You know, all of our stores serviced out of the Owatonna Distribution Center are independently owned. Many of the stores' ownerships live right in that market, that community. They're involved. They want to help. They want to be known as the place to go to get the best service, get the best help, get the support that you're going to need. Our owners take great pride in selling Napa products, and we want to be there to support them also. Travis, thanks for being with us all year long and look forward to talking to you next year. Thanks, Glenn. Hi, this is Steve from Coles Electric. Do you have electrical projects in your future? Coles Electric can help. Coles Electric offers industrial, commercial, farm, and residential electrical services in Minnesota and Northern Iowa. We have 24-hour emergency service, design build, automation, underground boring, solar installation, and much more. Coles Electric has a great staff and can assist you with your electrical needs. Look us up at coleselectric.com or call us at 507-451-1387. When it comes to detailing your vehicle at Napa, we know it's not all about the exterior. The interior is important too. With the ShopVac 20-volt handheld vacuum and its assortment of included accessories and rechargeable battery, you'll reach all the corners and clean up nearly any type of mess. Stop by your local Napa Auto Parts store or shop Napa online today and pick up the ShopVac handheld vacuum for only $99.99. Keep your vehicle looking its best, both inside and out. Napa, a proud sponsor of the Dirt Show. Offer available at participating stores or online for 1031-2023 while supplies last. See store for details. Hey, Dirt Show listeners. For over 20 years, Hot Rod Hardware in West Concord, Minnesota has provided everything to modernize and improve your Hot Rod's performance. Hot Rod Hardware is your specialty aftermarket auto parts go-to solution. From radiators and brakes to suspension, handling, and power. From the drag strip to the street, dirt track to cruise nights, Hot Rod Hardware is your family-owned solution. Check us out at hotrodhardware.com or just call the guys at 507-527-1020. Or as they say, no robots. Just real people. Welcome to the Dirt Track segment, brought to you by Cookie Sauces and Seasonings. We were at Mason City Motor Speedway on Friday night, October 20th, for the final race of their racing season in a USRA Modified A Main, Kyle Brown, in a Stock Cars, Derek Green, in the B Mods, Hunter Kennedy, in the Hobby Stocks, Dylan Clinton, in the Outlaw Mini Mods, Ben Krause, and in a Dirt Super Late Model A Main, Brian Harris. 
Ogilvy Raceway also had their topless nationals last Friday night, October 20th, and Saturday the 21st. On Friday night, October 20th, the cars qualified for starting positions in the topless national finale on Saturday night, October 21st. In the stock cars, it was Tim Johnson. In the Midwest Modifieds, David Swearingen. In the wing micro sprints, Mason Schubert. In the Modifieds, Jeremy Nelson. In the Mod 4s, Tommy Bowden. In the Superstocks, Brandon Duhlman. In the Hornets, Matthew Dittman. And in a 40-lap dirt late model A-Main, Pat Doerr. Hamilton County Speedway in Webster City, Iowa, hosted the two-night Fall Futurity on their brand-new reconfigured track on Saturday night, October 21st. In the modified A-Main, Brandon Davis. In the stock cars, Mitch Hovden. In the USRA B-Mods, Joe Chisholm. In the hobby stocks, Dylan Clinton. In the tuners, Jade Lang. And in the dirt super late models, Brian Harris. On Sunday night, October 22nd, the final night of racing in our area at Hamilton County Speedway in Webster City, Iowa, in the modified A Main, Brandon Davis, in the stock cars, Austin Miners, in the USRA B Mods, Ty Griffith, in the hobby stocks, Dustin Galbranson, and in the SLMR Dirt Super Late Models, Tad Pospisil. If your classic isn't so classic, bring it into Auto Trim Design of Oatana. We can fix the upholstery, the carpet, replace a sagging headliner, make your old car look new again, make your seats comfortable again. Whether it's a classic car, work truck, boat, or anything else that moves, we can fix the upholstery and make your ride like new. And we work on convertibles. We're located in Oatana at 3275 Old Highway 14, one mile west of Walmart. For 50 years, reuse and recycle is not a new concept to us. Miskin Auto Parts has been recycling your old vehicles since the Beatles were still together. Just call us and we'll send one of our friendly drivers right to you and haul away your old retired vehicle. Scrap prices are up, so it's a good time to clean up those unwanted vehicles and get money in your pocket. Give us a call at 507-684-2100 or online at Mizgin.com. Miskin Auto Parts, in God we trust. Does good food get your heart racing? How about food that's prepared to perfection with your favorite sauces and seasonings? Friends, it's Speed the Sauce Man, and I'm here to tell you that if you love full throttle flavor, you're going to love our line of premium barbecue sauces and seasonings. Made with high quality ingredients, you can trust our products to punch up the flavor of your favorite meats, main dishes, and so much more. Get winning recipes and join our sauce squad at cookiesbbq.com. And remember, smart cookies use cookies. Big jobs on big properties demand a big side-by-side. A side-by-side like the first-ever Honda Pioneer 1000 Deluxe Crew. This flagship model delivers serious power and performance where you need it most. Even more, it offers best-in-class comfort for six occupants with backseat legroom beyond compare. As for build quality, well, let the Honda name speak for itself. Head to Trimble's in Austin, Minnesota and see the all-new Pioneer 1000 Deluxe Crew today. Trimble Cycle Center in Austin, USA's second oldest Honda dealer. Wolf and Sons Yard Service has heavy equipment. This is Scott Wolf. Whether you need a basement dug, a building removed, footings for a remodel, an RV camper or boat pad, rock, sand, or dirt hauled, call 455-3524. Hi, this is Harvey West, and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.